for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, December 9th, 2014. This is episode 142 of Tag of the Androids. Every Tuesday evening right here at tagoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric Finkenbro. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Welcome another Tuesday edition. Also joining us, Nick Carroll. How you doing, Nick? Hey, uh, pretty good. Glad to be back. Good stuff. Uh, tagoftheandroids.com slash live. We got an IRC room there. You can hang out. Any questions, comments, concerns? Android related right there. Uh, we'll start things off. I got a little <laughs> like it's snowboard season. So we got the, the Whitefish Ski Resort app. And last year, you know, we check it to make sure the snow is good and all that. And every time you would exit, it would force close. So today I finally, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I left it a rating. And I was like, I will give this more stars when you take all of that money that you, that, you know, all of us have spent on passes and, and ridiculous inflation of lift ticket prices throughout the years and and you know hire a developer to make the app not crash when i exit it <laughs> i get yeah, a, re- you a job didn't they i get a reply and it was it like it made me feel bad for a sec for like being kind of rude because i was kind of rude you know and it was like here i'll uh i have it here uh Apparently, there's just one person who does all of this. Uh, They wrote me back and said, Hi, Matt. I will install a Moto X simulator so I can test with your particular model. Unfortunately, I'm the lone developer of both iOS and Android apps, plus the website, plus the backend, and internal tools, etc. I'm hopeful that a more modern app can be released this spring with better layout, less bugs, push notifications, etc. Thank you for your patience. And then today, I noticed there was an update to the app. And you know what doesn't force close anymore? The Whitefish Ski Resort app. Vindication, listeners. Vindication. All you have to do is write a snarky review and then start a conversation. Just goes to show your vote matters. That's right. Your vote definitely matters. (laughs) You can make a difference. So now it doesn't crash, which is cool. But I do feel your pain for being the only person there when they have obviously a large budget and none of it is getting funneled in your direction. Like that sucks being the guy that has to deal with every, you know, all of that. What, what is this? What does this app do? What's the point of this app? It is it gives very complicated? You, uh, it gives you the daily snow report. It tracks, you can put in your season pass number and it'll tell you how many vertical feet you've gone. Uh, it has events, all that kind of stuff. You can look it up. It's on the play store. It's called the whitefish ski resort. App ski whitefish, but yeah, yeah. I I don't think that it has it's cameras. so bad that you complained. I mean, isn't that the point? Like the right, the feedback. and it got it done right. I just feel bad that there's one guy with this place. They just like Whitefish Ski Resort bought it from Big Mountain, turned it into this condo infested thing. There's so much money there. None of it's getting funneled into this poor gentleman or lady's job of keeping their back end, their front end their apps for both iOS and Android 
Like that's so much work to have one person do. And you as a developer, Eric, you can you can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I I I I understand what you're saying though. Yeah, that that would suck if it's if it's all on you and Yeah. and whatever. And, and I wrote to them and offered I offered if they wanted to come on the show. Uh, and the webmaster wrote back and they said, thanks for the feedback. I'm sorry the app isn't very good on Android yet, but I honestly wouldn't even call myself an Android developer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just a web guy that worked up an app for both platforms using a translation framework. There's no way I could learn Objective-C, Swift for iOS, and Java for Android well enough to build pure native apps and also still be good at the PHP, MySQL, CSS, JavaScript, etc. that I use daily for my main site. Just not enough hours in the day, nor brain power in my head. <laughs> well, at least he's modest. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so this is this this guy. They hired him. and They're like, okay, so we want you to make a website. And then and then at some point, his boss was like, hey, so why don't you make an app too? Maybe two apps. You know, just in your spare time, in your spare time. Your yeah. And yeah. hey, BlackBerry yeah, and your, Windows your 10% Phone, practice. if you can make a Windows Phone port, when you get to it, no big rush. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Tizen? We we're reading about this Tizen thing. It'd be yeah. really nice. Firefox if OS? Is there any way we could, is there a portability here that we could do? But yeah, I just, I thought oh, it was, it was interesting because we do a show about that and this was local and I was like, oh, that, that was, that was neat. So yeah. How are you, how are you, uh. Fellers, fellers, doing. What do you want to talk about, Eric? We have a, a litany of topics. Go for it, Nick. Okay, so actually, this is not one of the topics that I chose, but I thought it was kind of interesting. It's a it's a article by iMore, and they actually compare uh, some of the biggest tab- tablets out there on the market. And uh, naturally, since they're a iOS website, they compare the two latest, you know, iPads. But they also compare a couple of Android tablets, uh, Google's Nexus 9, as well as uh, Samsung's tw- uh, 12-inch uh, Note uh, tablet. And uh, I would say it's actually fairly objective, but uh, I did only issue I actually had with the article was that they decided to go with the 12-inch tablet rather than the 10-inch version of the, the Note tablet. But other than that, they did a fairly good job of you know, like outlining the differences between them. So... Well, what I really like about the article is that, you know, like you said, they're in, they're a, uh, you know, they they have the iPhone or not the iPhone, the iPads in there too. So if you were if you were taking a serious look and you know ecosystem was not um, was not either not a big deal to you or to the person that you're trying to help, like this is a really good overview of the what what probably are the top tablets that are on the market today. Um, it has the uh, you know it has the Dell Venue 8, the Shield tablet. It has the Surface Pro in there too, um, yeah. because that I mean for for a lot of people like the Surface Pro tablet might be the best tablet for them based on like you know what they do for work or you know uh, things like that. Um, so I I liked it. I thought it was a really nice uh, really nice rundown. Yeah, and I'll admit I didn't read the I didn't read the article because I really didn't care. I just really I just liked the uh, I liked the um, the presentation, the, the pictures. Yeah, I'm just here for the pictures. <laughs> well, I I like the, for... <laughs> yeah, I like the presentation as well. I thought it was it was well done. Yeah, it's just it's just good info. 
I'll mention too the uh, we got a, a 32 gig Nexus 7, the ne- the second gen, got Lollipop yeah. today. Cool. Her girlfriend, not that thrilled. No, no, the biggest the biggest beef was. Oh lord! The buttons. What? They changed the buttons. Those yeah. bastards! Right? You just got me used to this, and now you change my buttons. Yeah, yeah that's ah. one of the interesting things is. You know, there's all these brand new tablets that just came out, but there's tablets that are just a year old that are actually still pretty good, like the Second Nexus 7. And Asus and some of these other brands are still trying to go for the 7-inch tablet market with modest, you know, to high-end specs as well. So the 7-inch form isn't dead, even though the bulk of the tablets we see on this are like 8 inches and larger. But uh, it's nice to see that there's other options out there as well that are pretty decent. They're not just the $50 tablets. Yeah. And those all come with malware free of charge, so keep that in <laughs> mind. It's a good deal. I mean, I, I know people that will pay a lot of money for some malware, so. Uh, let's see. Google makes the SDK and other goodies available in a DVD package for offline use. Very helpful. As you know, not everywhere has the Internet. So if you're somewhere where there's no Internet, this could be uh, right up your alley. Android authority well, reporting. No internet or, um, you know, data caps. Uh, True. If you, you know, if, you're, if your main internet, because of where you live, is, let's say, 4G, and you only have 2 gigabytes, you can't even download the, the SDK with all of the, you know, different um, components of it. Yeah, it's like 30 gigs, 30 gigabytes all told for the entire set. So if you're in a country where you, where you can't download that, or even enough of the sections that you want, like the videos and tutorials, yeah, that'd be a hard hard thing to get. But if you're in an area where you can download all that, maybe print it out to DVD, you know, you could then use that at a later time and just carry it around with you, even if you have limited or no internet access. Well, I was thinking too of um, yeah, I, I was going to contact the local one here and see if I can get this because I'd really like to see it. Um, it's not just the SDK that comes in this package. Um, you have documents for uh, Google Cloud for material design. Um, you have videos um, from the Google Developer YouTube channel, uh, like videos on Android development, um, a whole course on using Android App Engine, um, things like that. Like this is yeah, this that's is sort cool. of like it's the whole really Android nice. website on a disk and the full Udacity course video. Like HTML5 games, the UX, mobile, all that. It's think of all the internet you're gonna save, you know. And in these dire yeah. times, as we all know, these dire, dire times when internet is is a resource that needs to be rationed, we can't run out of internet because if that happens, well, we don't yeah, have even show. if you're in the in the states or Europe, you know where you know. <laughs> The, the bits are plentiful. It can still take all night to download all that. <laughs> so, I saw something, I think it was uh, on, on Facebook, that T-Mobile was like, we're bringing back unlimited plans. <laughs> like, good for you, T-Mobile. <laughs> good yeah. for you. Yeah, you, they... Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see if it actually is unlimited, because their unlimited plans have been in, been in the past, like, five gigs, and then we throttle your data or something like that. So I wonder what... How, how this new uh, policy is. Well, let's look it up while we're 
I'm I'm pulling up the uh, the it's, article. It's a new right family now. pan. Four for a hundred. So yeah, that's, four lines that's, for that's tempting. Ten gigs of LTE data. So that's not necessarily unlimited, is it? A hundred dollars for two unlimited four G LTE lines, or four lines for a hundred with ten gigs of LTE. So that's that's all right, I guess. So could you just get two? Of the two lines with unlimited, <laughs> instead of having four with a limit. Hmm, I'm confused. Yeah, I thought it was. Well, I'd only scan the article, but I, I I thought it was actually two, and it was unlimited. But if it's more and it's still limited, that's pretty cool. It'll be cool if we can actually get some T-Mobile up here, <laughs> but. It's good that there is another carrier trying to do that. Well, the fact that it's 4G too is is that is pretty neat. Right. Um, and T-Mobile's 4G, I mean, from what I remember, it it's pretty good. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe my maybe my bar is is fairly low in comparison to other people, but um, you know, I was getting on 4G the last time I used it on T-Mobile. I don't know, like. 15 down I think that's that's not bad it's just, it's just not the you know 30 or 40 down that maybe people see with with other uh, carriers yeah I'm on 18t myself and my wife is on a, 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 a sprint MVNO. I think it's virgin mobile so she has really bad coverage and I have really good coverage so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised though if the the carriers like if they know that those are speed test packets, so they're gonna let those <laughs> ones go right on through. But as soon as you're trying to do anything with it, they're like, whoa, 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 those are Facebook packets. Slow that shit yeah. down. Whoa. None of this Netflix stuff. Yeah. Some Netflix packets. Slow that shit way down. Whoa. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ooh, TechCrunch reporting that the Nook device sales down sixty percent. Microsoft, we're out. No more B and N. What's up with that? Barnes yeah. and Noble done with Microsoft's agreement. Is that just because the contract ended and they didn't choose to renew, or did they like kill it early? It's probably along those lines, and I think they pretty much went with that contract out of duress because I think Microsoft, Microsoft, I think essentially threatens legal actions against like these OEMs, Android OEMs. You know, pay these licensing fees. You know, or we'll go to court. And so a lot of these OEMs like. Barnes and Nobles with their Android tablets, they'll pay the Microsoft a set amount of money per tablet that they sell, and so that's where this contract comes up. But uh, you know, they've been working with Samsung for the last year uh, in producing their latest uh, Nook tablet, but even then, that hasn't helped them. So they probably can't afford. They're probably <laughs> not in good financial shape. This is up. big bucks too, right? They're talking about the partnership two years ago that started this. It was $300 million that Microsoft invested to create Nook Media. Uh, they said an SEC filing reveals that BNN is buying back Microsoft's 17.6% position in the company for $62 million. <laughs> Wow. Not a good investment. <laughs> Didn't exactly well, take that fixer up or fix it up and then flip it, did you? <laughs> what did they really do? Like they, what did, what, I mean, they, so they, they did some investing. They made but, media, Eric. Know, they made media. They made media. Well, yeah, that's great. That, that'll really pull in customers. <laughs> right. They, the, the nooks stayed the same. 
for the most part. The only difference that I've seen in the past couple years was that they when they teamed up with Samsung and they produced a, a Nook tablet that actually did not look that bad. It just there was not there was nothing that that made me want to buy it. Like yeah. there was no hook. It was just another tablet. Yeah, I think it was like uh, lower end tab series. I'm going by memory, so I could be wrong, but I thought it was essentially a Samsung tab series tablet, but you know, the less expensive one, not the higher end one, and and it just had some like Barnes and Noble apps on it, and it, and it was essentially that was their new Nook. So yeah, and I think that's okay. Um, I think that's fine. Like it doesn't have to be like a custom piece if it is just a especially branded Android you know, tablet. tablet that, yeah. yeah, that's fine. But there has to be something that makes me want to buy it, and there was nothing. And yeah. from Microsoft's standpoint, if they invested this money, you know, they're that's that's a pretty you know it's it's not fifty percent, but it's still a pretty sizable investment. You would think that they would they would have you know pushed to do something a little bit more visible, something to to yeah. stir up sales, and they yeah. didn't. I mean, I was only vaguely aware of Samsung's partnership with with Barnes and Nobles for the Nook tablet, but I was honestly completely ignorant of Microsoft's involvement, really. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show they didn't really put much effort into, I mean, when you got a Nook tablet, what Microsoft services are you getting out of it? What What's the benefit? What's the Microsoft tie in it? I mean... It just it really it really goes to show that no matter how much money you throw at something, it won't necessarily fix the problem. Like you yeah. can't Mar- just yeah yeah. And Microsoft they have their own slates now, and you know they've got all these partnerships like with the NFL. They're trying to pimp out their own tablets. So I'm I'm sure they don't really care too they much about the about so the so overpriced to me in comparison, and maybe it's just because I'm not that market, but like. Every time I've looked to get like like when I ordered the Chromebook or when I was getting tablet, like I never, I I look at them and then I'm just I see the price and I'm just like that's ridiculous. I I don't want it. Yeah, don't want an eight hundred dollar nine hundred dollar tablet. No, yeah. at all, especially when like the Nexus Seven does the majority of what that'll do. Yeah, it's just two hundred thirty bucks. It's not the form factor for the price. I think is what it is. Yeah. Like in my mind, like I can't reconcile having a tablet that costs the same as a full-on desktop gaming. So, you know, it's Or, it's or an Ultrabook, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, well. I like here it says that the, the Nook brand had been struggling for several years, but the company today announced dire news. <laughs> dire. Uh, the Nook segment of BNN saw over year, year over year quarterly revenues decrease 41.3% from 2013, levels to $64 million. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not really news. It's just more yeah. of the same old depressing story. <laughs> Did you guys see? And we we always make fun of these when they when they come out. The luxury Android smartphones. Uh, I posted this on the Android Facebook page. Uh, tag the Android's Facebook page today. Uh, that just goes to show you: you put anything in leather in a zipper, people will buy it. Uh, Lamborghini having the Tori eighty eight. Which is a what six thousand dollar Android smartphone? <laughs> Five grand? Oh dear! At least it's a high end smartphone, unlike the Virtus. Yeah, which typically yeah, are that's like true, low-end. right? Much better than yeah. the Virtu uh, internals wise. Yeah. This one has the Snapdragon eight hundred one, three gigs of RAM, twenty megapixel rear facing camera, eight in the front, sixty four gig storage, and should <laughs> not saying it will. Droid Life reporting that it should come running with Android four four. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that'll last a couple of years, you know. Uh, you have that much money to spend on a phone. I'm not sure that even matters. But look but... how suave this old gentleman looks using it. I mean, yeah. when people see you on the street, that just says money. <laughs> if you saw this person, like, in the airport, like, wouldn't your first thought be, what a dick? Yeah, right. Look at his phone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't really... <laughs> I don't understand. Like the this point, is right? What's the point? This is, this yeah, is just like overconsumption of of goods and services in yeah. a in a very like look at me type of way. It's a very well, ego. Yeah, I'm sure his trophy wife and his mistress probably don't mind. I'm sure it pairs perfectly to his Lamborghini Bluetooth <laughs> in his Galato or whatever the hell. Oh uh, yeah, I just feel like we should always poke a little fun at the higher end market when we. Whenever the chance presents itself, yeah, we well, thought the like, first like solid gold phones or you know like it's Swarovski's crystal, like it's it's just a gimmick. Yeah, like I dip this in the the tears of of a thousand blood diamond babies, and here here <laughs> it runs faster and never force closes because of that. Yeah, uh, that's perfect. Yep, you're just you're basically you're taking like any old smartphone wrapping it in this like blingy bling and putting the Lamborghini name on it, upping the price $4,000. And there you go. Can I get this on Verizon? <laughs> Can I get it subsidized? Can I? Yeah. It's uh, subsidized for $5,000. Yeah. Right. On a payment plan for a 10 year contract. See now side slide in the chat has a really good idea. Um, you know, leather and a zipper. Could it be the gimp phone? Why don't we have a gimp phone? That's true. That could be for all the leather daddies. This is your phone. <laughs> Lamborghini leather daddies. Step right up. And we have a show title. Lamborghini leather daddies. All right. VLC finally out of beta for Android. Available in the Play Store. Android police reporting. I've always liked VLC. Never really used yeah. it for Android, but maybe I'll start. Yeah. I've used it for Android, but... uh I, I still ended up going back to to MX Player, but uh, it's it's actually much improved because I tried it a couple years ago, uh, and I had to download an APK just to even run it, you know, because it wasn't on the on the right, Play Store was... like it is now, and it was really rough. It would it would force quit or whatever, but uh, you know, I've Did been you using email the beta them version. and complain about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got one app developer and they're developing for iOS and Android. It's pretty bad. I got but, uh, yeah, corporate no. up my ass all day long trying to get these reports done. <laughs> I got right. people leaving snarky comments on YouTube. I don't need yeah. this. But it's gotten better. The UI isn't as good, but I think if they keep working on it, it'll get better. Um, you know, VLC on like the PC, for example, you can change out the skins. So maybe that's an option they can do in the future. If they haven't done it, I'm not aware of it. But uh, the default skin, I'm not a fan of, and it doesn't integrate as well with like, you know, the lock screen and stuff like that, you know, maybe they'll come out with some support for that. But I'm excited to hear that it's now 1.0. It's now out there on the Google Play Store. So it seems like they're actually going big time. And if they put the same effort they do on the mobile platforms that they have done on, like, Windows, um, it should be really a, a market leader. You know, and the other similar products should probably watch out and keep trying to innovate at, to stay ahead of, of this, you know, app. Yeah, 1.0, they got like a bunch of the... Is... Oh, go ahead, Eric. Do you feel like this is maybe two years too late that mm. 
Yeah, like that we Kinda. really don't care. Like if this was if this was uh, on uh, what do you call it? Not not honeycomb. Gingerbread. If yes, if this were on BlackBerry, if this Nick, was on Windows exactly Mobile 5.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get what if, you're if saying. If this were on gingerbread, we would care. But now it's sort of like, okay, well, I have MX Player. I have all these other options. It's not VLC. VLC on Android is not as much of a killer app as it is on, let's say, Windows or any other platform. I definitely agree. It doesn't have the mind share that it does on a Windows platform because, yeah, it was late to the game. Like, uh, ES File Explorer has its own built-in video player that plays all of the stuff I normally would use VLC for because VLC wasn't there at that time. Yeah. And because yeah, I, I can... then stuck with it for, you know, since you know they've updated it and made it better, like, that's now my video player. I just use yeah. the ES one. But, yeah, I can't yeah, think of any files with... that I put on on either my tablet or my smartphone that I haven't been able to view so far. If MX can't do it, like BS Player, and I've got a couple others as well that I, I, I can just go through. But I also installed VLC in the chance that I would need to use that. But honestly, between MX and BS players, respectively, I haven't had to go to VLC because literally everything I've got that I've ever downloaded or acquired legal backups of <laughs> worked just fine. So... Does does MX Player have uh, Chromecast ability? Do you know? That's a good question. I uh, let me check. I have a couple other apps that do that, but I, I don't didn't know notice that, that doing that. But I've also been using Mobo Player. That was the one I was I was Mobo using Player. Mainly. That's another one I've got. I love that. But then ES, like I use that for my File Explorer anyway. So to cut down on apps, like I just use that because its video player does also play over there. Yeah. But yeah, if this does it, stuff. I don't I don't see it anywhere. But it may, and I'm just not seeing it. But maybe the other yeah. as well. But I don't I see don't... it in the VLC screenshots. Yeah, I'm just trying to download it now. Mm -hmm. Like that would that would be a good feature. That would be something that you know puts it above the other ones. Is if it has Chromecast ability. And they're saying here the VLC doesn't have the Chromecast support baked in. Obviously. Ah. Uh. But soon, yeah, maybe. I use all cast and castaway uh, right. to ca to cast videos to my Chromecast in the living room. So that's the only two programs that I've used for that. But it'd be nice if these other programs could implement that. Or theoretically, you could see a couple programs kind of merge functionality. You know, maybe work with each other if they're two different developers. You know. Yes, please. If we mm -hmm. could just all work together to make these apps suck less, that would be fantastic. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely check out the latest version of VLC and uh, try to use it with some of the files that I've got and see how it works. But I know I've tried, you know, using it in the past where, like, I would, you know, play a video and then have to unlock my phone to pause it and, like, there was nothing there to do that, stuff like that. So right. but that was a while ago. Maybe they've implemented that. All right. Uh, let's see. Google Mobile Results from uh, Droid Life reporting now 100 to 150 milliseconds faster in Chrome for Android. Now, you're going to notice <laughs> that this is so much faster. Yeah, it's actually been kind of, a, kind of, an, kind of an issue with Chrome and I think other, other browsers that use WebKit. I don't know the technology behind it, but I know there's historically been some sort of latency involved yeah. just in using it and that's something that they've fine-tuned over the last couple of years with the chrome and android at least right they call it prefetch yeah and then now they've got this this sort of advanced prefetch feature which sort of start pulling down the data you need based on what you're starting to type you know which stuff in, like that. in an era of having to ration data is this a good thing 
This might make you run out of internet faster, you guys. Yeah, I do wonder what the data usage is for that. Same thing with some of these other. Uh, well, yeah, this in particular, I would say is is it would be something to look at. Like I would compare, you know, try to do the same same thing, you know, and look at your data caps. You know, see, get the name of the app there where you can check that. So. I like that they call it uh, speculatively prefetching. <laughs> yeah, that was the word I couldn't think of. Uh, instead, waiting for user clicks, which tell browsers other resources that need to be fetched, hence the reactive term being associated. Uh, but yeah, anything to speed it up, right, is good. I mean, this, a little here, a little there, makes a better overall experience. Yeah, it's something I haven't really noticed in, in the past recently, but now that I'm aware of this technology, it makes me want, want to uh, try it out. So apparently I have to enable the flag for that to even work, I believe. Well, I, I'm totally in, in on this idea. This is great because, I mean, every time I go to a web page, I keep thinking that is 100 milliseconds I'm never going to get back. And, and you know what? Those add I up, mean, Eric. I, I, they do. How many that's seconds? Like, how many milliseconds in a second? That's like tens of seconds a year. That's right. Of my life. When you're on your deathbed, you're going to be like, man, I wish I had like 10 more seconds. Mm hmm. <laughs> Waiting for something to load. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Google's all about the speed. No, it's, it's good. It is good. It's really good, Eric. Uh, let's see. Unlock your Chromebook with Android 5.0 Lollipop Smart Lock. This is kind of cool. I'll be able to mess around with this a little more eventually if the Moto X gets uh, Lollipop here at Verizon. And, uh, yeah, it's something we're testing out on developer mode right now, and in that I know you do have to enable it with the flag. But uh, that looks like it has potential. You know, it's kind of similar to if you have, like, a smartphone and your, and your smartwatch and you want to unlock it, you know, when it's nearby or a trusted device, you know, like a, like a car. You have to unlock your phone, you know, to where you don't need a pin. The pen. This seems like a, a similar tool. It could be pretty useful. But you do need to have. So you have to have two things. One, you have to have a Chromebook, yeah. which you set to the developer channel updates, and you have to have a Lollipop device. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I really wish they could have made this 4.0 like you know yeah. compatible. Yeah. And have for you... a while there, honestly, it was. I mean, we were we were getting these flags in. They're not there anymore. Um, because I'm, I'm. There are three channels. There's the stable channel, the beta channel, and the developer channel. And when Canary. You talk about Chromebooks. And Canary. And isn't Canary developer? I thought it was. Uh, pretty... It's beyond developer. Right. It's like really rough code. Like really rough. Okay, so you have, so you have, you have four Sorry. different kinds. Just trying to be complete, and, Eric. No, no, it's good. <laughs> the but at the very least, this feature was in beta channel like a few months ago. Um. It didn't work, but it was there. Um, I was I I had really high hopes because, you know, because I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be coming out soon. Because typing in, you know, a very long, you know, alpha numeric with you know basically gibberish password that I generate on LastPass is not my favorite thing to do to log into my computer. Really? Um, hmm. Yeah. No, not at all. Good to know. But it it does bum me out that this is only for Lollipop devices. Yeah. Well, maybe they can introduce it for older versions uh, later, but that may be their incentive to get people to move people over to Lollipop. So, ah, side slide in the chat says I meet the requirements if I can find my Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, mess good with for it you. and see see how well it works. It seems like it would work yeah. pretty good. 
if you can find your Chromebook, how do you lose your Chromebook? It's so small and so light. Every day. <laughs> don't even know. There's not even an operating system on it. I just don't I lose track of it. <laughs> uh, let's wow. see. What else? Uh, the budget wireless charger showdown. Ooh. Do you guys like wireless chargers? In my experience, which is very limited in these things, uh, they don't charge all that swell. I would just as soon plug it in. But, you know. Yeah, that's something I've been doing a lot. But since I've been doing it a lot, I'm actually very intrigued by this article. I was actually reading through Reddit and saw this uh, link, you know, this link to the XDA article. And I was like, whoa, this. So uh, this weekend, I'm probably going to pick me up one of these. I just haven't figured out which one yet. But uh, I'm I'm pretty attracted by the, by the idea because I do have a smartphone with wireless charging. And I'm always having to plug it up. And it's just kind of a pain in the ass, so. But you can get these for like ten to fifteen dollars, you know, from the links here, you know, that on this page, and there's like a half dozen of them, so that's pretty cool. I liked it when I had my Palm Pre, because it was sort of magnetized, and you could just like set it on there, and that was good wireless charging. I think that's the only time I've ever consistently used wireless charging. Um, any other time, it just feels, I don't know, sort of tacked on extra work. I don't know why. And but yeah, I mean, I mean I, really, if if you add up all of the time you save not having to plug your device in, with all of the nanoseconds you're getting saved from these Google searches now, like you're gonna you're really extending your life here. Really, what Google is really seconds. Google is basically extending your life. Is what it comes down did to. We, did we talk last week? I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, like the do-it-yourself uh, ad wireless charging to your phone. Uh, no, but we, we should mention it. It is kind of cool. It's a cheap little thing yeah. you can get on Amazon for like 10 bucks or something. And yeah, it's just it. like a little thing that plugs in. Here, I'll, I'll look up the – you talk yeah. about it. I'll look up the – Yeah, you can basically – there's two different versions. There's an A version and a B version, and it just is the orientation of the USB port. You know, But it's a little thin piece of uh, electronics. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> and uh, there's a little uh, ribbon that – plugs into a USB port, and then you would basically put it inside of a TPU case or some other case, and then you can now set your uh, non-wireless charging phone on a wireless charger and charge it. So it's a little slower, you know, because it is wireless charging, but, I mean, for like, I can't even remember the price, but it's relatively inexpensive. I think it was under 20 bucks uh, for it, but there's two different versions. Yeah. Under 10, wow. But then yeah. you also need the base station, assuming you don't already have one. True. Yeah, which brings the station, cost to like twenty bucks. But yeah, you can do it all from scratch for like twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah. Now the problem is it does you know because it's not built in. If you sort of go the do-it-yourself way, you lose access to your micro USB port, right? Um, because it that is plugged into the little module. But yeah. do you need it at that point? Well, <laughs> if you want to transfer files or you know, you, if you're you're not transferring files wirelessly? Have. What year is this, Eric? <laughs> yeah, you could use AirDroid. But yeah, God, it is faster man. using USB. Good God. I What Nick said, it's faster using USB. Plus it charges at the true. same time faster. But yeah, whatever. That is very true, though. <laughs> it's a trade-off. <laughs> awesome. And, and it, unless you're using a case on your phone, and if you don't have a removable back, like then you just have this weird thing hanging off of the t- it, I don't know. <laughs> just, just get a phone that comes with <laughs> it if you really want wireless charging. 
get an cool, Nexus though. Six, or does the does the um, Moto X have have wireless charging? Which one? No. The Moto X? No. No. Not mine. No. The the new one might. I don't think the new one does either. I don't think the new one does. No. The Nexus Six does. You know why? A, a because it's a dumb gimmick. <laughs> so there. But really, if you have something larger like a Nexus Six, you probably wouldn't want to use it because it would take it would yeah. it'd probably take longer to, to wirelessly charge that than In, it would be to use it. Until you can come charge. up with a way to turn my whole desk into just a wireless charging I device. I was just thinking, right? Like, there, why why do I have to set it here? Why can't I just mod, set it here? There is a mod where you can basically you just put it underneath your desk. Sure. You like drill you just part electrify of the hole like, your desk, and then you yeah. know. Don't touch it while it's charging because you might shock the shit out of yourself, but it will wirelessly I charge. How, I wonder how powerful these things are, like how close it has to be. Because you could, I mean, maybe if like, like a you Tesla had a... coil where it just like arcs to the phone and blows it up. You Turbo charging, yes! You had to throw it on the table and run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was thinking more of like your a glass fer- top on the your desk, Faraday, but your idea is also good. With your Faraday suit on. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Add a tag of the androids.com if you want to check out all the budget wireless chargers. Uh, ooh, new Nexus 6 now available from U.S. Cellular. Who is U.S. Cellular? Nick? They're actually the, the fifth largest uh, provider behind T-Mobile. MVNO or... First, they're not actually an MVNO. They're they, first uh, stage... Prov- okay. Yeah. Yeah, but they actually have their own networks, and although they've sold some of them recently to like Sprint or something like that, but they're actually fifth <laughs> largest nice in the U.S. Keller, yeah. So uh, yeah, they finally get it. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I, to be honest, when I first heard of, heard of them, I thought they were an MVNO as well. My wife was considering using them a while back, but she switched, ironically, to an MVNO. But uh, yeah, they're they're a regional carrier, and they now have it. So that's kind of interesting. And it's kind of interesting that we now have five carriers in in the U.S. that have it, and there are some Canadian carriers that still don't have it. There's like only three uh, Canadian carriers total that have it, and they're having a really hard time getting it in Canada. Well, what the hell, Canada? What's the matter? <laughs> they're asking that to Google. <laughs> Why can't we get our phones? What's the matter? We're just like you. We're just more north and nicer. <laughs> We're just nicer. Sometimes. <laughs> So they they seem to have pretty pretty wide coverage based off of their map. Do you know are they are these guys GSM? Like what's what's their deal? I want to say they're GSM, but I, I don't remember to be honest. I looked into it a while back, but I don't remember. There's a lot of there's a lot of blue indicating that they cover Montana. Really? So that could be another option. Mm. Where would I go for this? <laughs> for I will put a link. 4G LTE capability. Ooh, I like that capability. Damn. It it looks like they're CDMA. Really? I'm double checking though. Piggybacking off of Verizon's uh, towers. Huh. Interesting. That says here, US cellular operates a CDMA network according to their legal page. Well, good for them. Way <laughs> to break up that monopoly. <laughs> Actually, it's not. We have AT&T here. I can just as easily go to. 
But I have this unlimited plan. It's like, uh... good deal. That's how they keep you. It is, except they make it hard to to keep it. I'm not gonna add another line again. <laughs> I have like 18 lines here. Uh, let's see what else. Ooh, Sega, Sega, Eric. Sega! 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 Yeah. 99 yeah, cents like... Sega sale on Google Play? Is this happening right now as we speak these very words? Yes, they have five Whoa. titles. Whoa. Crazy and Taxi. Some not great titles, though. Sega. Yeah, some used to be more expensive. I think Crazy Taxi was closer to... Five or ten dollars when it first came out, and uh, it got reduced now to ninety-nine cents for the sale. So that's cool. Hmm. Crazy Taxi, Sega, and Sonic All Stars Racing Virtual Tennis Challenge, Afterburner Climax, and Sonic Jump, all ninety-nine cents. I like the first comment here. It says, uh, "Picked up most of these through Amazon's free app of the day." <laughs> well, oh wow. Well, there you go. Sega. Yeah, I would. It would. I think this would be more interesting if it were, you know, some of the cooler games like Jet Set, uh, Jet Set Radio, or something. I. The only one that might be sort of appealing is Crazy Taxi, and that's just for the like Dreamcast nostalgia. But one Afterburner, right? Afterburner was all right. I never played Afterburner. That was the one at the arcade that you could sit in, and it had, like, the actual airplane joystick. You were in the cockpit, and the thing moved. But then it oh, was, yeah, like, I remember that now. Now that you mention that. Yeah, yeah. It, lo it looked familiar, but I couldn't place it, but now that you mention that. I don't know if that's what this version is, because this was a different... It was after or wow. something else. But, yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine it's the same-ish. Yeah, it looks like it's until December 11th, so... Sega! I think I'm going to have to pick this one up. I'll do that after the show. <laughs> and uh, continuing with some games, you guys had uh, Mojang's TCG Scrolls. Did you play this? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be like a... I, I was watching it. Like It looked like it was like a turn-based strategy combined with a card game. Um, it, seemed, it seemed pretty interesting. It's been in development for, um, I want to say, at least two years. Um and uh, you know now that Mojang was bought by Microsoft, it's it's kind of funny that it's deb debuting on um, on Android. Um, you know, I think they I think they did say that um, it'll be released on iOS soon, though. Um, yeah, it, it does look pretty good. It's not my style of game, but it looks like they spent some time with with the animations, and, and it looks like a pretty decent title. So. I'm sure for those in that genre, they'll, it'll be something for them to, to check out. Yeah. It looks fun. It was, it, it was going to be $21, though. Like, I think on the PC version, it was $21. Um, <laughs> but thankfully on this, it's uh, either $5 or $4.99. I'm not sure what they, what they landed on. So that will that releases in two days on Thursday. Nice. The eleventh, December eleventh. We'll throw a link. You can check out the official scrolls launch trailer. Right here. And in the show notes at tagtheandroids.com. 
<laughs> cool. Oh, uh, let's see. Ooh, this is kind of interesting, and we might actually see some of this at CES uh, this year. Me and Ant from uh, Smartphone Photographers and uh, Dan Patterson are, are going down there from the Signal uh, for CES this year. We'll be able to play with the, some of this new Oculus gear. Uh, Samsung is now powered by Oculus with this new little this little headset they're coming out with. 200 bucks from Samsung and AT&T. Uh, yeah, to, the, the catch. Yeah, yeah, the catch with this is you, is you have to use the the Note 4 with it. So if you have a Note 4, that's where this uh, really comes into play here. But the advantage to this is like if you have like the the Oculus Dev Kit, that's like 350 bucks to buy that, you know. But here it's like 200 bucks to buy this, and if you already have a Note, you would basically use it with that. And it's actually a higher resolution screen than what you have in the Oculus. The Oculus uses, I believe, a 1080p screen. Although it is a Samsung screen, I think it's the same one used on the uh, the Note 3. But this is a, a quad HD screen, so it's even higher resolution uh, than that. So uh, it says it is Gear, market, uh, Gear VR this works. This is part of Samsung's problem. Like they've they they've started to um, fire people to cut their salaries because they're you know they're not doing as good as they've been doing the past few years. You know these things sort of ebb and flow. But it doesn't help your case when you make these things exclusive to one freaking phone. Yeah, the most expensive <laughs> phone out there, really, unless you're, you know, a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're oh, upgrading right. from the Virtu to the new Lamborghini model. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gear VR works sense similarly to, to Google Cardboard with a phone providing the processing power and display needed for the experience. But instead of cheaply assembled paper holding up the handset, Samsung and Oculus have worked together to create something that looks as though it should serve a function on its own. But it doesn't. It's a it is $200 a bit of a niche market. Yeah. It's a $200 accessory, requires a Galaxy Note 4, like Eric said, uh, and only a Galaxy Note 4. Any other phone, including Galaxy Ones, are not compatible, though a a variant tailored to the Galaxy S5 successor is expected next year. Yeah, that is weird. Is that them just testing? So, little little soft launch? Just a little soft launch, guys. Yeah, I I would just spend... I mean, how how much is an Oculus right now? 354 dev kit to DK2, but it's the whole yeah. thing. So, you know what? Dig deep, buy an Oculus if you really want this. Buy that, and you know, actually, there's a thing. Uh, what is this? Oh no, it's another thing about the stupid Samsung device. Um, yeah, just dig deep and save up your money a little longer and buy the actual Oculus Rift. This is a waste of money and time. Yeah, the consumer version is supposed to be out sometime in 2015, if I remember correctly. So I'm not sure what the final price on that would be, but obviously it'll be an upgraded version of what we see in DK2. So. I thoroughly enjoyed South Park's episode about the Oculus, where they're all stuck in the customer service feedback loop. <laughs> I can totally see that happening. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Nick, you got the HTC re-camera... And a cool dock for it. Yeah. And you made a video unboxing it. How did that go? It went pretty good. I'm I'm actually trying out a few things on my channel just because of this product, just in terms of how I'm filming, what I'm doing. Where Are I'm... you using the re right now for this hangout? 
No, although in the future you will be able to use this actually for Hangouts. But you can't right now because of software no. or what? What's software? The... Oh, okay, it's a feature they're going to have in the future, but they'll allow you to do streaming. So you and... can't just plug that into your laptop and use it like a webcam. No, although you can use it wirelessly. This can become any smartphone can become your viewfinder for it. So you can basically not point just wherever. HTC any. Any, yeah, my Nexus nice. Four. I've been using it as a viewfinder all week, so how I've been using it, it to the, test. It. How is it? Give us a little. Give the us video quality is much better than my Nexus Four smartphone, which admittedly isn't saying much because this is a two-year-old mid-range smartphone. But considering this is a little tiny handheld device, half the weight, you know, much uh, easier to carry, and there's no viewfinder to, to deal with. It's pretty easy to use, and the software works so far flawlessly; it hasn't crashed or anything like that. And uh, I've been able to position this a number of ways. It also has a little screw at the bottom where you can mount any sort of a tripod accessory to it or any sort of a larger tripod or anything that uses your standard tripod mount. And uh, it's, HTC has their own accessories that they sell with it as well. And I bought one of those as well from Best Buy, and I tested that. So I've got this whole YouTube video series where I go through the process of ordering it online, you know, getting it in, you know, testing it out and uh, buying the suction mount for it and then using this in my car. So I've been sort of exploring this. And the cool thing about this is that it, consider it's better than any other mobile camera that I've got. Um, I do have a Canon T3i, but that thing's like 20 times heavier than this, and it's a pain in the ass to use. So as a very small YouTube channel, this has options for me in terms of, of vlogging and doing other things that you know, is even better than my smartphone, you know, for using that purpose. So that's why I'm interested in this product. That's why I picked it up, and that's why I've been using it in my YouTube uh, series. So I think it's very interesting how, you know, once you see it in person, how small it is. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's smaller in height than your Nexus 4. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it does just, it looks it looks so goofy. It, it <laughs> does look goofy. It's cute and quaint. Yeah. I, I think it'd be funny just seeing what that looks like on a tripod mount. Like it's just, just like a head there, looking like at you or looking. something. Mm. Yeah, a little periscope. It reminds <laughs> me of that show, The Snorks. You remember that? Oh, yeah. A long time ago, yeah. little, little underwater creatures with little snorks on there. Yeah. It's a snork, basically. <laughs> it's a high-tech snork. The HTC snork. <laughs> They're missing out on an opportunity. <laughs> right? They could have brought that back with a, with a, with a force. That's right. Snorks. Ah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. We're about out of time here. I got a letter from Google Play. I thought this was kind of interesting. It says, Dear Google Play customer, we strive to provide you with the best experience possible across all of our products and services. We take pride in giving you the tools to use Google Play the way you want, including the ability to control how you authorize the purchases on your account. We understand some parents might have been charged for in-app purchases made by young children who did not have permission to make those purchases. As a result, we also understand that those children have been punished, they're grounded, they will never see the light of day again. Uh, we've also added tools to help parents avoid unauthorized in-app purchases by their young children. We're also offering refunds in certain cases in line with our agreement with the FTC. Our records show that your account was previously charged for in-app purchases. If any of those charges were the result of annoying children <laughs> between March 1st, 2011 and November 8th, 2014, and you haven't already received a refund for those charges, you might be eligible. 
In order to make the refund process as quick and easy as possible, we encourage you to click this link. Google, you know so much about me. I would expect that you would know that I don't have children. But... You might have a niece or a nephew or a kid kidnapped. Will, you don't know. I will take back those in-app purchases that I made. I was drunk, Google. I was purchasing everything. But yeah, if if you had, if you were, and we talked about this a while ago, I guess when it was happening, that like, oh, people are, they're giving their kids tablets and their kids are like in-app purchasing up a storm, buying like small islands and stuff, you know? Uh, so this is kind of the, the put not pushback, but this is what came of that. Uh, so if any of your charges, I'm sure all of you Google Play users got a, a message in your email or will be getting one shortly. Uh, about this you can get a refund if you bought a game that sucked and missed the refund window here's your chance <laughs> get that 99 cents back well it's only for in-app purchases right is right. it not? not for actual apps yeah so if if you had you know dungeon keeper. judgment with dungeon keeper or candy crush <laughs> oh good stuff so, I uh, think that's it. Was there anything else we wanted to mention? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta see if I have a book pick for this. Week. Oh, are we doing book picks? <laughs> I'm, st- I haven't finished that one, so I'm still. Well, we can, we can hold the book picks then. That's yeah. fine. I think that, I think that's that's a good idea. Uh, got some articles over on BreakingModern.com if you want to check that out. Uh, some, some more app picks. Um, I wrote one up about Ghostry coming to Android. You guys check that out if you've used Ghostry. It's kind of interesting to uh, – I did a, some comparisons, and when, when the article goes live, we'll play a little game uh, where you go and you have three tries to find a site that has the most ghosts. You know how Ghostry counts how many of the third-party cookies and trackers and all that stuff. Um, like if you go to attackoftheandroids.com on Ghostry, you'll see like five or six. Uh, go to like Engadget or something, you'll see like 25 or 30. You go to like TechCrunch, you'll see like 45 or 50. So we're going to play a little game in the comments when my uh, article gets published on Ghostry for Android over on BreakingModern.com, and we'll see who can find the site with the most third-party trackers. Hmm, so Interesting. Uh, check that out. I know, Nick, you have a YouTube channel. You also have been doing lots of neat little uh, Android unboxings and whatnots. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of little things. It, basically, if you just look for Nick Carroll on YouTube, you'll you'll find me. <laughs> Very tiny channel, less than 150 subscribers, but it's something I've been doing as a little hobby off and on the last couple of years. Just anytime I pick up a gadget, I unbox it and try it out, put it on screen, and uh, generally get mixed comments <laughs> in the YouTube. It's good section. though because people need that. I feel like more real unboxings not like oh the company just sent me this thing so i'm going to open it and tell you how awesome it is like nick will tell you yeah. if the thing sucks and that's good yeah and i've had like you know odd videos like a nexus 7 camaro modification where i just used a inexpensive 15 dollar case and now i have a, a tablet screen in my in my car or whatever so and those end up getting the most hits you know so nice and eric uh, nothing for me personally, but uh, my wife did launch her Etsy store. So if you like handmade stuff, right now she's uh, she's working on like handmade jewelry. I think she'll be doing um, some uh, 
some more jewelry that you know involves like circuit boards and stuff. Uh, oh, cool. You know, in the near future. And if so, if you uh, if you don't know, Eric's wife is who made our Attack of the Androids uh, logo there. Yeah. Beautiful painting. She's very talented. That you lost, and I am so sad that you lost. it. Okay, no, no, no. It was not lost. Somebody stole it. What? Out of our, out of our room. What? Yeah, we... So there's an Attack of the Androids thing hanging in some ma- maid's uh, room somewhere. Pretty much, yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, that is they cool. don't even know the treasure they have. It's it's going to be like a lost Da Vinci. It is, right? It Basically, you, you stole the Mona Lisa. You basically just stole the Mona Lisa. So thank you. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us, attackoftheandroids.com. Uh, I should mention we'll have some new intro music coming. Got my brother working on. He made the beats for uh, some, some, some music we're making. Uh, he's making some stuff for Ant for the smartphone photographer thing uh, and for my show on Breaking Modern, which will be coming soon. He's making some intro music for that, and uh, maybe we'll use some for this. it would be good. So if you need some music made, let me know, and I'll let him know. And then we'll all know. It'll be good. And you can also email us. Where's that, Eric? That email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. That's right. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. And make sure to follow us on all your favorite social networks. For attackoftheandroids.com, I'm Matt Lee. It's Nick Carroll, Eric Finkenbro. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.